You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. Have you noticed an uptick in kids insulting one another, denying the truth of what you've told them as their parent? We're saying whatever they want to be true, as though it were the truth? Are you concerned that your child seems to increasingly speak in sound bites that are sarcastic or even aggressive? Unfortunately, today's political climate of division, marked by shouting down the other side, by denials of truth, and creating an alternate reality to suit one's preferred worldview, as well as increasingly aggressive and sometimes even violent rhetoric and imagery, is likely taking a toll on children's minds and behavior. So today, I'm answering a listener's question about struggling with her child's rude behavior. Kids look to parents' behavior to determine how they themselves should behave. They also look to parental stand-ins or role models for cues as to how to view the world, what morals to uphold, and behaviors that follow suit. The current political climate of incivility in the United States is captured not only in news coverage, but on full display in social media, a realm which many children have ready access to through smartphones and other devices. What kids and their parents are seeing is nothing short of a daily barrage of bad behavior. That includes everything from bullying and insulting others to refusal to compromise, attempts to cheat and lie, and very often political leaders showing a complete and utter lack of empathy for others. It's no small wonder that kids are echoing this behavior at home and in school. It takes effort and nuance to steer your kids away from incorporating these warped values and morals and this type of behavior into their daily routine. So don't try to fight fire with fire. Rather than fending off a politician's modeling with a similarly vulgar, offensive, make observations about their handling of this issue, aside from the issue itself, and how you would hope to do things differently. For example, you might tell your child that you wish the politician had been more honest in making his or her case. Or you might discuss how you value truth above being right. Or, if a politician is publicly bullying 
or insulting an opponent, you might tell your child, I think saying something that hurtful is wrong and beneath that person's important position. Give examples of past leaders who accomplished things with more moral behavior and explain your admiration for that. But most of all, model the morals, values, and behaviors that you want your child to exhibit. Explain that in both your work and in making difficult day-to-day decisions, you've had to make sacrifices sometimes to do the right thing instead of always getting what you want. Talk about why it's important to be kind instead of mean or cruel, irrespective of the circumstances. And discuss why it's more important to admit when you are wrong rather than lying or cheating to get your way. Childhood is the time when moral compasses are formed and it is much harder to change later on. Parents' jobs are harder when the leaders of the country are behaving badly. But with awareness and persistence, moms and dads can lay the groundwork to overcome today's political incivility. So with that, let's get to my listener's question and ask, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, My seventh grader has been increasingly snippy with me. Actually, it's not just me. I hear him being sarcastic and rude to other people. Sometimes it's his friends. But I even heard him do it in a store to the person helping us, and I was completely embarrassed. I've taught him to say please and thank you and to have general manners. But this is more a matter of rudeness, of sounding snotty, and even mean at times to others. I know that he's become a teenager, and so maybe this is just how it goes on the one hand. But on the other hand, I really don't like it, and it seems to me it will insult other people and even get him in trouble. But I'm not sure how to help him to stop it. Can you help me? You are correct. It will put at least some other people off and it is likely to get him in trouble, or at least hurt him in the future in certain ways. But perhaps more importantly, it's not understanding that the way you relate to others in the world is one of the most important things in your life, and the path of relating that he is starting to walk is doomed to hurt other people, in addition to himself, and therefore it is wrong. It sounds like you do need to sit down and have this very conversation with him, that you love him, but you don't like his behavior, and it is hurtful and insensitive, and it genuinely makes you feel bad when he is nasty to you, as it likely does with anyone else that he does it to, which will make them, in the long run, not want to be around him. It's best when discussing problem behavior to choose a time when you are not angry, when it hasn't just happened, to wait until you have a few very specific examples of what you mean and how they made you feel exactly. When having such a discussion, 
do not throw in anything else that may be bothering you or that you would like him to change. Stick only to this behavior. It is our tendencies when arguing to throw in everything, the baby and the bathwater, and thereby dilute our message. More importantly, you hope to help him understand why he is doing this and why it's not a good idea. So it may be important to ask him if he is angry, if he is intending to be hurtful, if he is trying to show disrespect, and if so, why. There may be issues going on you're unaware of, and it's coming out this way. It is important to listen what may be making him angry and be willing yourself to make some compromises, which may allow him to stop expressing his anger in this more passive-aggressive way. It may also teach him to be aware of his own negative feelings and how he can express those in a more direct and healthy way in order to resolve them. By doing so, you will be giving him an invaluable tool. It is worth addressing that you see a lot of bad behavior in public figures, in leaders, in celebrities, perhaps peers, or even neighbors. But that this does not mean that it makes it a great example of how to behave. That two wrongs don't make a right. That there are better and more direct ways to express himself that won't hurt others and push other people away. That being a moral person, a kind person, and an empathetic person matters greatly, especially to you. Then, Make sure you are modeling the way you hope he will act with your own behavior. You cannot say, do as I say, but not as I do. Of course, everyone slips up sometimes, but when you do, say you're sorry or expect an apology from him if he does that as well. More importantly, make clear how much you value and respect civil discourse and how little regard you have for rudeness. How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz? We'll be back after this short break. I hope that was helpful. The more society grows, the harder it makes it to hold on to teaching your child politeness. But it is a job no matter how tough, worth doing for their future and for society's future. Specifically, keep in mind that manners do matter. A majority of civility is politeness. Teaching your child to use manners does not mean you're teaching your child to be a pushover. Rather, manners will help your child politely engage in civil discourse. The difference between a civilized debate and an uncivilized debate comes down to manners. So please and thank you do go a long way in making others feel seen and heard. Show acceptance. Children need to learn that acceptance is essential to one's humanity. You must teach your child to accept those who are different from themselves. 
by showing respect for other cultures and being sensitive to stereotypes, you can show acceptance yourself. Talking about this concept also allows you to discuss bullying. You can use this conversation to both encourage your child not only to not be a bully themselves, but to stand up for others who are being bullied. Because we know that when bystanders stand up, it definitely decreases bullying. And it's helpful to use specific examples of people who are modeling civil behavior. You can point it out to your children and discuss it. It might seem easier to point out people who are being uncivil or rude, but actually children learn more from positive civil examples. So when you see something positive, say something. If you see an example of good sportsmanship, make a point of acknowledging it. Also, you want to make sure that you're really listening, listening to your kids and teaching them how to be good listeners as well. Because in order to be civil, you have to listen to other people. You have to listen to what someone else says before you judge it or before you speak up. So when you model this, you're showing your value that their thoughts and opinions matter. It's also important for parents to listen to their children generally. You will learn more about how to parent them. And your child will learn how to listen to you. And make sure to apologize when needed. Nobody is perfect. We all do make mistakes. But apologies can leave an impression on our children. So our own apologies not only show that we messed up, but they show we care about the other person's feelings. And along this line, you should practice apologizing when you know someone else is hurting. Sometimes, even if you're not the direct cause, but simply sorry that they're having a difficult time. And important to encourage empathy and teach what empathy is to your children, that it's literally trying to stand in the other person's shoes. When we think about the feelings of others, we are encouraging that. Give them opportunities to talk about how other people might be feeling. Talk about things you see happening and then ask them what they imagine the other person might be feeling. Encourage your children to practice empathy. And of course, most importantly, practice what you preach. You can't tell a child to be civil. It's just a lecture. You have to do it yourself. So, modeling self-control instead of aggressive outbursts in the heat of the moment shows them that it can be done and that you hope they will do it too. Watch the words you use and watch the actions you take. While it seems like at large the world is becoming less and less civil, the next generation is actually more giving and more serving than previous generations. So if we teach our children to handle disagreements with grace, then they have the capacity to do remarkable things. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? with me, Dr. Gail Saltz.